Hello, my friends, and good Friday morning to you. Today is April 9th. My name is Roger, and along with my wife, Angie, we are the Barnabas Bridge. We gather here every morning, Monday through Friday, and we try to give each other a little bit of encouragement based in completely and entirely on God's encouragement through His Word. This week, we've been spending all of our time asking the question, what is empathy? And we've defined it multiple times uh, in, in a Webster Dictionary type way, and we've gone into scriptures a lot of uh, every, day, every day as well in search of how God would define that and how He would desire that to look in our, in our lives as we walk through this world. So, and basically what it is, it's, it's empathy is getting outside of ourselves in order for us to have the ability to understand others and to help them in their, in their plight, so to speak. But I'll tell you a, a question that I would like to end the week with on this Friday uh, or, or I guess an expansion of that, on that question that I'd like to end our week with, is the truth of the matter is uh, getting outside of ourselves isn't always as easy as it might sound. Because I don't know about everybody, but uh, Angie can testify that sometimes I get all tangled up in my own mind. And, and uh, <laughs> sometimes I, I can't understand others because... Uh, quite frankly, I have a hard time understanding why I do the things that I do and, and how can I um, uh, get past all that to see other people if I can't see myself. And I think the answer to that and the way to find our ways uh, out of that, if you've ever seeped into that, is that we understand that at the cross of Jesus Christ, we have received forgiveness and not just partial uh, but past, present, and future sins were nailed to the cross on that day on Calvary. And when he, when he tracked me down, and when I re recognized him finally as the true Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, those sins that were nailed to the cross were forgiven and forgotten. And so with that understanding, we have received forgiveness but now we receive empathy from the throne room of God. Because that's where my Savior and your Savior sits. Speaking on our behalf and saying it's okay because this one is with me. True empathy. True understanding of who I am. My struggles from the throne room of God. It's an amazing thing, but it's a fact. I'd like to read you the verification of that, if I could, from Hebrews chapter 4, beginning in verse number 14. It has this beautiful promise, if you are in, in, in Christ Jesus, it says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. So the things that we say doesn't always match up to the things that we do, <laughs> the, the faith that we profess. But what matters most is that Jesus Christ has already paid for that debt. So we can leave it behind. Because we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. He was here on earth. He saw so many lives unfolding and the mistakes that we sometimes fall prey to. 
But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he was without sin. So let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. The great high priest, Jesus Christ, is there in the throne room of God, allowing us to take all of our blunders, all of our, uh, when we get tied up in our own minds with our errors and our bungles, we take them to the throne room of God, and there we find grace. And as we receive mercy and find grace, we are enabled to get back on track and be a people of mercy and grace and understanding equals empathy. We are able to get back on track to give as Christ Jesus gave to us. We can receive and then we can pass that gift on to so many others. My friends, I, I pray that this week that as we've gone through scriptures and we've watched what Jesus did when he walked this earth, when we let the Bible define empathy in our lives, and that we as a church, that we can somehow be a, a change agent in this world that we are presently experiencing. We, I started out this week just touching on the fact that, you know, you've heard the term this cancel culture thing. Um, that is really emblematic of, of a culture that is that has uh, perhaps lost complete ability to show empathy. But you know, the truth of the matter is, I, the, folks, the, the folks, is that change is only going to come when we hold out the name of Jesus Christ, but not in a way of accusing or a way of uh, to beat people over the head with our Bibles. But when we sit down with a hurting, hurting soul, and we seek with everything that we can to look past ourselves and our own mistakes and who we are and who we become prejudiced against and all of those worldly things and all those really sin-laced attributes, that or I shouldn't say attributes, sin-laced um, erroneous manners that we sometimes carry, until we put those aside and start looking at the world again as Jesus did. We talked about when he looked over the hurt and the sorrow of his friend, of, that the people were experiencing outside of the tomb of his friend Lazarus. And he wept because of what sin had done in the lives of the people that he loved. My friends, this idea of empathy, maybe that is the one thing that as we grow in, that the light of Jesus Christ will once again be a brightness in our culture. Would you join me in doing our very best today in trying to show sympathy, empathy, understanding, grace, mercy, all of those things to a world who says they don't want to hear? That's my prayer for myself and my prayer for Angie. I hope this weekend that uh, if in your area you're able to attend church that you, you go and you, if you don't have a church that you seek one out and find one that preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ but not in a heavy-handed manner but in a way that uh, is truthful that he wept at sin 
the version of the New Living Translation said he was brought to anger over sin. But Jesus came full of grace and full of truth. Grace came first, and so it should be in our lives. So let's pray, and, and folks, I just hope that this is a wonderful weekend for you. And this has been a helpful time this week that you spent with us at the Barnabas Bridge. Anytime you want to find out anything more about us, please go to our website at thebarnabasbridge.org. Let's pray. God in heaven, uh, you are beautiful. And we're so thankful that regardless of what we might do or say, or we can never cancel out the reality of your grace. And so thank you, God, uh, for coming. Thank you for rescuing us. Thank you, God, for being with us. And thank you for your continuing offer of understanding and mercy and grace and empathy in my life and all of those who have asked for forgiveness at the shadow of the cross. Be with us all as we head out in this world and help us to be agents of change in your mighty name. We pray these things. Amen. Take care and have a wonderful weekend, everybody. God willing, we'll see you Monday. Bye.